And a good Wednesday morning to you. Welcome to the Morning Brew. I'm Brooks Brewer. It's 8.04, almost 8.05. It's time to talk about what's happening in the world of current events, news, get your thoughts and opinions via the phone lines, which don't seem to be working right now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, a, it's a daily thing around here. I, I, it's either me or it's the computers, um, but it's always, almost always something. The, the text line might be working, so try that if you want to get involved. Uh, 918-756-3646. Again, 918-756-3646 is the number. Come on in here. Welcome. Welcome. Yes. Come in. Be seated. We're going to talk about what's happening in the world of news, and there's, there's plenty going on. I've got some stuff to share with you. That I find interesting, and I'd like to know what you think about it. And again, the phones may or may not be working. I tried to call into the brew, and I couldn't get in. And so I'll have to talk to the Bixby Telephone, see what's going on there. But I can't do that right now because I'm doing a morning show. So uh, sorry about that if they don't work. But uh, the text line might be where well, they might be working. I don't know. Anyway, give them a try. 756-3646. And also, if you have any birthdays or anniversaries out there, we have singers that come here every day would love to sing to you and make your day just a little bit more special than it already is going to be. Let's take a look at the weather forecast, see what it's doing out there. Rainy today, rain last night, currently 59 degrees, light rain in the area, and a wind advisory is in effect. Let's see, winds currently only about eight, so that's not any big deal, but they're saying 25 to 35 out of the southwest today. It's still going to be warm, 74 for the high temperature today. 70% chance of precip. We'll look at that radar coming up in just a second. Tonight, clear in 38. Tomorrow, cooler sunshine in 51. Northwest winds return. A cold 26 Thursday night. Friday, uh, what do we have? A slight chance of a shower, not much. 48 for the high. 38 overnight. Saturday, back to the mid-50s. Sunday, mid to upper 60s, and a slight chance of a shower. Better chance of rain Sunday night. Windy. Monday, 70 degrees and windy. And Tuesday, 66 sunshine. So still awfully mild for mid-February. I think whoever decided how to spell February was the same person that decided how to spell Wednesday, Don't you think? I think so, too. Kind of weird. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, that's the forecast. Oh, we were going to check the radar, were we not? And the temperatures around the state. Let's see what we have. Some 30s up in the panhandle and 71 already down in the southeast. Whew, warm down there. And... Uh, <laughs> Where is my radar? When you need it, it gone. There it is right there. Let's see what this says. Oh, we got rain everywhere. Rain all over. But pretty much from the eastern, well, from center all the way over to the east. And some of it pretty heavy. But uh, Okmulgee County, yeah, it's pretty much covered up. We got lots, the whole listing area, except a little bit down to the south. Between us and McAllister, a little uh, clear spot, but... There's rain moving off to the east, so a lot. We got some rain coming still. More rain coming. Okie dokie. Well, that's what that is. Again, glad to have you with us for the program this morning. Thanks so much. I hope it's worth your while. A lot of changes in programming here at the Brew. I hope you're enjoying uh, enjoying Town Talk. If you haven't checked it out, get up early. Seven o'clock. We do a recorded program every weekday. This morning was Doug Maley with Quality Tire. Doug, an old friend of mine, and we, we talked about it for a little bit, about his business and whatnot. And we do it every every weekday, 7 o'clock. So tune in for Town Talk. It's a new, brand-new program. I'm, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm interviewing all these people and getting to know them a little bit better, some of the backstories. And like with Doug, I, you know, I used to own Randy's Foods. I did not know Doug worked for Randy's Foods back in the day. But he did, so we talked about that a little bit. So neat stuff. Check that out. Of course, this show, Morning Brew, 8 to 9. Then Trisha is the new hostess with Tradio. That's 9 to 9.30. And then we have the Rebellion program with Dr. Everett Piper at 9.30 now instead of 7.30. All kind of new stuff here on the Brew. And, of course, uh, Tuesdays we have Medicare questions and answers with Dana Mabry. That was yesterday, and that's 
The, the programs are mostly all archived on our website, listentothebrew.com. Coming up tomorrow, tomorrow's Thursday, we have basketball. we got Henrietta going to be taking on Kellyville at Kellyville. Regional tournaments, boys and girls. We're broadcasting the games here on the Brew Radio Station. Sam Harmon bringing you the live play-by-play. 1.30 girls, 7.30 boys game. Again, that's at Kellyville, and that is the regionals. So tune in if you're interested in that. Okay, I think we got most of the stuff out of the way. I do want to remind you that the Brew Radio Station, we are hiring a salesperson, maybe even two, just depends on the uh, on the candidates. I'm looking for the right person. You can work from home. You can work in the office. But you do have to work. I- I'm looking for workers, man. The right person can make some pretty decent money. It does take hard work. I- I'm not looking for a lazy person. But I'm looking for and it's a fun job. You- you'll enjoy it. So if you're interested in uh, working for some sales, making some money, give us a uh, give us a try. Come by, get an application, or bring me your resume, or email it in to brooks at listentothebrew.com. Drop it off at the radio station, anything. Just get it to us, and we'll, uh, we'd like to talk to you about that, okay? Okay. All right. What is happening out there in the world of news? Well, I came across this this morning. This is... I guess it's just par for the course for the Biden administration. An executive order mandating that all federal power be used to enforce racist equity doctrine and the America First Legal investigates. So today, America's First Legal Center for Legal Equality launched an investigation of the Biden administration's illegal, illegal plans for the Internal Revenue Service to make race based tax audits and enforcement decisions. Is this surprising? (laughs) Not really. Congress has prohibited the IRS from collecting race and ethnicity data from American taxpayers. But since President Biden took office, the Treasury Department has been using racial equity as a key factor in the design of tax compliance and illegally examining the tax system through a racial equity lens. Statements by the Department of Secretary of Treasury, Wally Adeyemo, Assistant Secretary for Tax Policy, Lily Batchelder, and members of the Treasury Advisory Committee on Racial Equity demonstrate that the Treasury Department is committed to imputing race and ethnicity into tax data for the purpose of ensuring that more whites, Asians, and mixed-race Americans are audited based on the color of your skin. That's right. That's what they're trying to do with the IRS and the Treasury Department. It's all, my gosh, how much division can we sow? Let's just see if we can just do it everywhere, every department. Let's make it all about the color of your, the color of your skin and whatever sexual preferences you have, we got to throw that in there too. Unbelievable. It's just the division is just, it knows no bounds. Of course, it's reparatory. Is that even a word? Anyway, that's what they're trying to do. I don't know that they'll get it done, but you know, at least there's somebody investigating it. They're already trying to get it done. Maybe this will not get around Congress. Who knows? I don't know. A lot of stuff seems to be getting done that uh, Congress doesn't really do anything about. Speaking of Congress, all right, so we're going to talk about Ukraine. I was, I, was, I was on my walk yesterday. I tried to do a walk every day, about an hour. And it's where I think and I pray, talk to God and meditate all things deep. And I was thinking yesterday about this Ukrainian deal and the money that we spend over there. And all we hear about is we have to do it. We have to do it. Even the Republicans up there in Congress, yes, we got to back. We got to back. Yeah, I got to do it. We got to do it. Nobody tells us why we have to do it. Really, other than, well, we just got to defeat Russia. Russia. We got to defeat Russia. We got to put it back. And, you know, they've started this war. And, you're going to come across Europe, and so we got to stop them. Okay. 
Well, and it's all, I guess it's all our job. It's just the job of America, not Europe over there. That's the neighbors to Ukraine. No, it's our job. So anyway, I've been kind of wondering about that, of course, for a while now. I've had it with the giving the money to Ukraine. I like, I've been done for a long time. I was on board for maybe five minutes, 15th the most. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. Now we're done. But here's an article from lifesitenews.com. An opinion article. Has the U.S. government been building bioweapons in Ukraine? This is very interesting to me and kind of explains a lot of what in the hell has been going on over there and why we're so involved and spending so much money in this deal, in my opinion. See what you think about it. A globalist cabal is carrying out a long-ranging plan that involves the use of endless wars and pandemics to legitimize centralization, digitization, dystopian mass surveillance, and other totalitarian controls. So what is happening in Ukraine, it's a gigantic test bed. It is a real-time laboratory for all kinds of stuff. A lot more than, than I figured and, and had any, any clue about. All right, Story at a glance. Ukraine is slated to be the largest, most comprehensive test lab for globalist takeover tools such as digital ID. We talk a lot about that stuff. Central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, a social credit system, and even an AI, artificial intelligence aided judicial system. American citizens are helping to pay for the implementation of this Orwellian technodystopia through the U.S. security assistance, which as of now has passed uh, over $100 billion. It's about $113 billion of our money has gone toward some of this stuff in Ukraine in the last year. As of Friday, it'll be one year. Ukraine is also a testbed for Western weapons and battlefield innovation. Well, that's fun. Hell yeah, we got the military-industrial complex getting to play with all kinds of new toys over there. And they love that. That's fun. The CIA and the U.S. Department of Defense Threat Reduction Agency, or DTRA, has also been funding a company called Metabiota to aid in the development of, well, biological weapons in Ukraine. We've got to get some biological stuff going on over there. We've got some biological labs over there. We've, we've known about this. The U.S.-run biolabs in Ukraine are in violation of Article 1 of the Biological Weapons Convention, but who cares? That prohibits the development, production, stockpiling, acquisition, or retaining of biological weapons and is illegal weapons development paid for by, guess us, you, you and I. That's right. Powerful interests are profiting from the Ukraine conflict and want it to continue. And one of those would be the Biden family. <laughs> Who'd, who'd have thunk it? It's time to end the United States involvement in the Ukraine conflict. It's past time. February 19th, an anti-interventionist coalition will be holding an anti-war rally in Washington, D.C. They've already done that. Not one more penny for war in Ukraine. Anyway, so this is, this is the gist of this entire article, and it lays it all out. What all is going on over there? It's a gigantic test lab. I did not know... All of these other things were kind of going on about the, uh, you know, testing out digital IDs and central bank digital currencies and some sort of an artificial intelligence judicial system. And then, of course, all of the weapons lab, real life, in the field testing of weapon systems. So that's why we we got to keep all that money going over. And we're just getting started. There's no end to this deal. Big Tech, BlackRock, all these companies, U.S. companies, they're loving this stuff. Um yeah, so we've 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 doled out 113 billion so far, and we're just getting warmed up. Biden, there's no end. I mean, it's just, and it's Congress too. Now, it's not just Joe Biden. Think about this. It's the Republicans and the Democrats. I mean, think of what what's his name up there, 
Mitch, cocaine Mitch, he's all about it. Well, I got us the best. Russia is the most important thing. We're all together on this deal. We've got to defeat Russia. Well, you know, no, we're not. Americans are not. You guys are all in on it. The Republicans, the Uniparty is all about it. And so they're, they're, so the Republicans, so it's Congress, not just Joe Biden. <laughs> but the Biden family is deep in this deal. And big, big tech interlinked because it's all going to be digital, 100% digital. All government services will be online. They're going to test all this over there. And then if it works out well, then they'll bring it to America. All government services will be online. Society will be completely paperless and cashless. The government will be 100% digital. AI will run the court system. Education will be 100% digital. As will healthcare systems and customs, etc., etc., etc. At the same time, President Volodymyr Zelensky has imposed the world's strongest, most aggressive anti-worker policies, passing legislation that deprives 73% of workers the right to union protection and collective bargaining. No more. No more. Just listen to me. I'm little Vladimir. Do what I say. So he's, he's doing all kinds of stuff, man. He's, it's totalitarian already, and we're supporting the democracy. The, the, the democracy that's supposed to be happening in Ukraine. Not much democracy going on over right now. It's a test bed for Western weapons and battlefield innovations. Examples like include a cell phone app that allows frontline soldiers to accurately direct fire onto specific targets. Inexpensive grenade dropping drones. Just testing all this out in the field. How much fun would that be? 3D printers that allow soldiers to repair heavy field equipment on site. And other MacGyver-type battlefield solutions. Oh, yeah. This is starting to come together now. It's all starting to make sense to me. And that's what I needed yesterday. When I'm on my walk, I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. This is, this is not, why is this our fight? Why is this, we have to put so much of this, you know, we have spent twice what all the other European countries have spent combined. It's just because we're so much wealthier than them. Or is it because the Bidens and Black Rock and the military industrial complex and Raytheon and God only knows who else from the United States that wants all this. It's starting to make more sense to me now. Everybody wins except for the Ukrainian people, of course. They're kind of in the middle of all this testing out over there. Could be a nuclear conflagration. And they'll be in the middle of that, which we, we, we'd like. And I'm going to test some of that out, too. Like, you know, let's just let that happen a little bit. Maybe a small one. See how, see how we can handle that. You know, that way we'll know. That's going on over there, right there. According to China, the U.S. is operating 336 biolabs in 30 different countries. Russia claims the U.S. has more than 30 biolabs in Ukraine alone. Russia secured a biological weapons laboratory in Ukraine. The U.S. Embassy removed all evidence of connecting the U.S. to the biolabs in Ukraine from its website. In a Senate hearing recently, Undersecretary of State... Victoria Newland, her name's coming up a lot nowadays, confirmed the presence of biolabs in Ukraine and that they contained weaponized biological agents the State Department feared may be used by Russia to start World War III. <laughs> Interesting. Really. And this thing just goes on and on and who all is connected with this deal. And wouldn't you know, there's a little group down here called Echo Health Alliance that is, uh, of course, a research company that Dr. Anthony Lord Fauci used to funnel money to the Wuhan Institute in Wuhan, China, long suspected of being a source of COVID, while Fauci denied funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute. The National Institute of Health has confirmed it. So anyway, we knew he lied under oath. And now this group is tied to the one, the and you got the Meadow Biota 
uh, deal over in Ukraine, and you got Hunter Biden that's supposed to be on the board of the Meadow Biden because he's a scientist of some sort and an artist, and he's a you know natural gas expert as well. Hunter is many things to many people. And so you got all these biological labs over there testing out God only knows what all. And they're using Ukraine because Ukraine is a corrupt country, man. And we can control it and we can we can control people and it's, it's corrupt and we can do whatever that we want to do. And that's what we're doing. And we're paying off all the people over there. And it's. And Epstein is involved. Now, here's another time. It's so weird. So there's this guy that's the uh, the founder of this Echo Alliance. Or maybe, uh, is he the Echo Alliance guy? I'm all confused. He's a guy named uh, Wolf. Where is he? He's in here. He is connected. This guy named Wolf. He's a, he's a uh, World Economic Forum graduate. Remember Klaus Schwab? He's a young global leader graduate. He is uh, on the board of the Defense Science Research Council, and he's also a good buddy of Jeffrey Epstein. Just so happens. I know. It just gets weirder. Yes. He, he, he wrote something about Epstein in his book. Epstein evidently was interested in eugenics. And that's maybe where Bill Gates comes in, because Bill Gates is all interested in eugenics and population control. And, and creating a different human race and all kinds of weird stuff. And it's all interconnected. You think this is a bunch of conspiracy? Yeah, probably not. Probably spot on. Anyway, this all ties together. Isn't that the strangest deal? And we're, America's all up into this deal. It's a long article, and there's a lot of information in it. And if you're interested in it again, I would I would check it out. You, you, it's uh, lifesightnews.com. And it's quite interesting. I think I think to me it's fascinating and it, it gives some explanations to my lack of understanding of what why in the world we're spending so much daggone money over there and what why it's so important. You know, I, I just thought, well, you know, we gotta beat the big bear, gotta, you know, gotta defeat Russia, and that's the main thing. Oh, and then the FTX guy, Sam Bankman Freed, that guy young kid with the big hair, you've seen him, he he was the tech guy and the crypto guy and the money laundering. <laughs> this company, FDX, was the second largest donor to the Democratic Party behind George Soros. And uh and the money was coming through Ukraine, and they were investing. And it was going back to the Democrats. It was this big circle. It was wild. Well, it went belly up right after the uh, the midterms. Gone. Doesn't need it anymore, I guess. That was all a part of this deal, too. FTX, all part of the deal. Just money circling around. It is wild. Anyway, there's a group trying to uh, come against all this, I guess. the uh, It's a coalition of people. And uh, the demand is simple and direct. Not one more penny for the war in Ukraine. I'm going to have to join this group, I think. It's a demand that emphasizes that we in the United States can end the war. After all, the only government we have the power to influence is our own. And I don't know how much power we have. It's supposed to be our government, right? Government of the people, for the people, by the people. We the people. Uh, the potential power of this unique and promising movement arises from the nature of the sponsoring organizations, the People's Party, a progressive new party, and the Libertarian Party. It is, in fact, much of the press would term a right-left coalition spanning a spectrum broad enough to actually bring the proxy war in Ukraine to an end. So maybe we'll have to talk to some of our, our D.C. politicians about some of this stuff. They did meet recently. They had a, the anti-war uh, meeting, and and I'm behind it. So, um, anyway, lots of stuff there, a lot of interesting stuff. And we have a video that uh, President Trump put out speaking about some of this right here. It's quite interesting as well. That is coming up next. I want you to hear what he has to say about it.
8.31 is our time. Good Wednesday morning to you. Thanks so much for tuning in here. I appreciate you listening. If you'd like to weigh in, you're welcome to do so. 918-756-3646. Text or call because one number, by gosh, does it all. I want to tell you about a, uh, my, um, an auction coming up tomorrow in Oak Mulgee. It's chupsauction.com is where all the information is. And it's the e-sales. The e-sales are slowing down in life. It says getting rid of a bunch of stuff. And a bunch of the stuff they're getting rid of is guns. Hello? Guns. One of the best collections of guns that Chups has ever sold, according to this information here. Many of them are brand new in the box. And a large majority are new or as new. And there are all kinds of guns. Old ones, new ones, you name it. Now, there's other stuff, too. And all the pictures are on their website, and that's chupsauction.com. That's C-H-U-P-P-S, just like it sounds. Chups, there's a massage chair right at the top of this thing, which needs to be in my life, no doubt about it. There's welders and tools, and, I mean, this is a long lot of pictures. We don't even have the time. And a bunch of guns of all kinds and shapes and sizes. And there's a bunch of pictures of those. I mean, tell you now, quite a collection. Yeah, lots of... I'm still scrolling down. Holy cow. I've never seen so many guns. I mean, you could you could outfit a store with this deal. <laughs> Pistols, rifles, my gosh. Anyway, it's a ton of them. They were right when they... I had this first time I've looked at all these pictures, but holy smokes. There is a bunch of guns. Anyway, it's, it's tomorrow... I tell you what time, 9.07 a.m. We get back to the top here uh, is what time it starts. It's going to be located at 16560 State Highway 56 Loop. All right. And um, it's 9.07, starts tomorrow. And the information is on the website if you need the information. So here's the direction. Let's see. East side of Oak Mulgee, Junction Highway 62 and 56 Loop. Take 56 loop west, four-tenths of a mile. Auction is on the right side of the road. Or the north side of Oak Mulgee at Junction Highway 75 and 56. Take 56 loop east, 3.1 miles. The auction on the left side of the road. You'll see signs, okay? Cool stuff right there. Don't miss it. It's, uh, it's going to be a big one. Okay. What's our time? 8.34. So... President Donald Trump came out with a video uh, statement about all this war stuff. And I'm telling you what, I am just not into war. I don't want war. I don't want to fund wars. I think everybody loses. And it's mostly America, bodies, lives, money. And uh, Trump didn't start any wars. And nobody else started any dadgum wars either while he was president. You notice that? It's kind of a world at peace, relative peace. Anyway... Without further ado, here's his statement. I don't know if he recorded this this morning, but it's pretty recent. Here's the man. World War III has never been closer than it is right now. We need to clean house of all of the warmongers and America last globalists in the deep state, the Pentagon, the State Department, and the national security industrial complex. One of the reasons I was the only president in generations who didn't start a war is that I was the only president who rejected the catastrophic advice of many of Washington's generals, bureaucrats, and the so-called diplomats who only know how to get us into conflict, but they don't know how to get us out. For decades, we've had the very same people, such as Victoria Nuland and many others just like her, obsessed with pushing Ukraine toward NATO, not to mention the State Department support for uprisings in Ukraine. These people have been seeking confrontation for a long time, much like the case in Iraq and other parts of the world. And now we're teetering on the brink of World War III. And a lot of people don't see it, but I see it. And I've been right about a lot of things. They all say Trump's been right about everything. None of this excuses in any way the outrageous and horrible invasion of Ukraine one year ago, which would have never happened if I was your president, not even a little chance. But it does mean that 
Here in America, we need to get rid of the corrupt globalist establishment that has botched every major foreign policy decision for decades. And that includes President Biden, whose own people said he's never made a good decision when it comes to looking at other countries and looking at wars. We have to replace them with people who support American interests. Over our four years in the White House, we made incredible progress in putting the America last contingent aside and bringing the world to peace. And now we're going to complete the mission. The State Department, Pentagon, and National Security Establishment will be a very different place by the end of my administration. In fact, just into my administration, it'll be a very different place. And it'll get things done, just like I did four years ago. We never had it so good. We'll also stop the lobbyists and the big defense contractors from going in and pushing our senior military and national security officials toward conflict, only to reward them when they retire with lucrative jobs, getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Take a look at the globalist warmonger donors backing our opponents. That's because they're candidates of war. I am the president who delivers peace, and it's peace through strength. There was a reason we had no conflict. There was a reason we didn't get into wars, because other countries respected us. I entirely built all right from the beginning, rebuilt our military. It's a big reason for that. They didn't want to mess around with the United States, and now they're laughing at us. We could end the Ukraine conflict in 24 hours with the right leadership. At the end of my next four years, the warmongers and frauds and failures of the senior ranks of our government will all be gone, and we will have a new group of competent national security officials who believe in defending America's vital interests above all else. Thank you very much. And that's the man right there. And I don't know, to me, if he ran on that, which he's obviously going to do, I wonder how many Democrats would come over and vote for Trump because we, we saw a poll yesterday, I think it was, we talked about it. Half of Americans are out on the Ukrainian deal, on support. It's about 50-50 right now. Shoot, dog. You know, if anybody can get it done, it's probably him. I mean, he is the master negotiator. Facts are the facts that there were no wars. He's anti-war kind of a guy. He, he wanted to get us out of Afghanistan. He would have done a better job than Joe did in getting that done. And, man, you know, it'd be hard not to vote for a guy like that if that was his main deal. In my opinion, if you're, you know, if you're anti-war and you're tired of all the money going to Ukraine, that to me would be a pretty convincing message to get out there and be your what you lead with. Because it is true. I mean, he, he just had everybody... I think a little bit afraid. I think it was peace through strength. And now it's just a joke. We have a dementia patient up there as the president. It's sad, but it's true. He's not running the show. The deep state and the, and it's just like he said too. It's, it's a sad that we see this. We see it in the uh, big pharma and we see it in big military, I guess as well. All these lobbyists come and they get the generals to do all the stuff and the generals push the the president and the administration to go in to do all this stuff. And then when well, they go in to do all the stuff and then they retire and they go to work for these guys, and make a ton of money. It's just all cushy. It's money. It's power. It's, it's corrupt. So anyway, pretty powerful message. I thought from Mr. Trump right there. Now he, I guess is in trouble in Georgia. Now what I, did you see the crazy lady that's in charge of the, is she the head of the jury? I didn't really catch it. She's completely crazy looking. They're trying to indict, uh, Donald Trump and on the election stuff. I don't even know what it is. I'm barely even paying attention to it. So I don't know. I mean, if he'll get in bogged down in some quagmire of legal stuff before the election comes comes around and and that takes him out, I, I don't know. But anybody could get it done, probably him. Speaking of election, I saw this morning where people in Florida are getting petitions up to get Ron DeSantis to run for the presidency. And uh, they got 200,000 signatures to draft him in. 
I don't know if they can do it against his will, but it may be just like, hey, look, Ron, we got a lot of support for you. People are ready for Ron, they, they say. And uh, he, of course, has not committed. They say if he does, it might be around May or so. And he will be the top contender for uh, against Trump. Nikki Haley has got no chance, I don't think. She's come out. She's she's so leftist. And, and old Tucker just reamed her last night uh, in his monologue. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, not too good. I, I think she doesn't have much of a chance. But, you know, it's just a long way off. Who knows? But I think DeSantis would give him a run for his money. Be probably the closest. Don't you imagine? I imagine so. Got a text here from a listener that says, I'm afraid this country won't last. And he won't even make it to 2024. Well, I know. It's, it, but we're going to make it. We're going to make it to 2024. And uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to just keep on, keep on doing. You know, and, and it's for all the craziness and the wickedness and all that stuff, it is still a great country. And we all, we all believe that, of course, know that on our day-to-day -day life. It's wonderful. We're just trying to protect it. You know, it's, we're concerned about it. That's why we talk about it here, because we're concerned in the direction it's going. I know you are. I am. That's kind of why we're here doing what we're doing, talking about it and trying to put stuff out there to keep you aware of what's happening, because we are concerned about it. What is this? Oh, yeah, that's just the, the money we've spent. Congress, $113 billion. Oh, and a bunch of it's not just weapons. We talked some about this, you know, the uh, pensions. Uh, out of that $113 billion, 67 has gone to defense needs, you know. The remaining $46 billion to non-defense concerns like Ukrainian government aid, economic support, Aid for refugee resettlement. How much money is going to resettle the folks in East Palestine, Ohio? I'm just curious. Oh, that's right. A thousand dollars. They, you need to move out of your home and move to another location that's safe. Here's you a thou. Don't spend it all in the same place. But forty-six billion going to uh, help the refugees over in uh, Ukraine. It's America last. And what is up with on President's Day? The president did not, I guess, even acknowledge President's Day, nor did Kamala. They just uh, disappeared. President went over to Ukraine. Kamala, who knows, God knows what she was doing. Talking about electric school buses, no doubt, somewhere. No mention of President's Day. America last. Give the money to Ukraine. We got money. We don't have any money for our people. And I saw something yesterday. It was so weird. It was interesting. There was a guy on Daily Wire. I don't remember his name. And he was talking about So we talked about this. This is, Let's talk about this Ohio thing for a second. What was it? A couple years ago. Was it a couple years ago that the movie came out about the train wreck in Ohio, a small town in Ohio? What was the name of that movie? Oh, what was the name? I can't. I've seen the. I've seen the trailer for it, but I can't remember the name of the movie. Let's go to the phone lines. Maybe this person knows. Let's go to the phone lines. Hi, good morning. Can you hear us? Hello. Hello. Earth to caller. Can you yeah. hear us? Hi. 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 What's on your mind? Are you calling the radio station? Yes, I am, sir. You're on the air. I called. I, I called yesterday. And a little little rabbit came up to our house, and I, it, it looks like it's a pet. And we don't need a little rabbit, so I wanted to know if anybody knew about it, and if they didn't, they want it, if it's not the right person. Okay, a little pet rabbit came to your house, and uh, is looking for you're looking for the home for the little rabbit. Okay. It's what color is it? It's white. White? White little brown ears. All it's right. a small one. It's a young baby, and it's... Really a cute little thing. We've had it three days, and I called yesterday morning, and, and no response. So I was going to try one more time. Okay. So well, where are you located in case somebody lost Little Rabbit? We're right across the street from the bank in Morris, and the number is 918-733-1230. All right. 
733-1230. You got the little rabbit. You're across from the bank in Morris. Yes, sir. Okay. Across the street. Okay. Right. The street from the bank. The house. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you for calling. You've come to the right place. We'll see if we can find the, the owner of the bunny. Did somebody lose your rabbit out there? We have a rabbit that's been discovered in Morris. A white rabbit with brown ears. And they don't need the rabbit, though it is very cute. 733-1230 if you know anything about the rabbit. Or if you maybe just want the rabbit. Yeah, there's there's a rabbit for you. You know, I don't know. 733-1230 is, is the number. <sighs> what time is it? We're about to run out of time. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about the movie. That's right, the movie. David Jennings. And we were talking about Ohio. Don't let me forget that. I forgot what I was even calling about. Let's go talk to David. Hey, David, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, while you're talking about little white rabbits. Yeah. Those little cats that were delivered to me. Yes. They're doing just fine. Oh, all the little cats. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I actually got to. I've got one almost tame right now, a little yellow one, and uh, they're doing just fine. So I figured uh, put some positivity in the show this morning. Okay, you think it's too negative? All right. Well, we got we got good cats. All right, happy cats. We have we got happy cats now. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, right. but we need to. You got to keep an eye on what's going on over there because it is kind of crazy and and very spooky. Well, we're doing what we can, man. We're trying to save the save the United States and the planet all in one swoop. One swoop. That's it. Hey, man, you have a good day. All right, David, you too. Thanks for the update on the kitties. You bet, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Ohio, they had a movie that it was all about a train derailment. This was a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago. So, train derailment, explosion, chemicals in the air. Small town in Ohio. Hello, movie. And then a month ago in January, believe it or not, this is like a Ripley's thing, the CDC changed their website in regards to vinyl chloride. What is vinyl chloride? It's just uh, floating around in the air in Palestine, Ohio. All the chemicals, that is, <laughs> the plume and all that stuff, it's vinyl chloride. Well, before January, they had this whole long thing about what vinyl chloride is and how dangerous it is and the cancer, and this cancer the carcinogenic uh, effects of vinyl chloride if you breathe it in and all this stuff, and how many parts per million it would take if it was in the water, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's all gone. And now this all was swiped before the train derailment. Hello? Now, what in the world? They did this a month ago. Changed all the stuff about vinyl chloride. Amazing. And then it train derails, and in the air goes vinyl chloride. That is just some absolute weirdness. I mean, you know what I'm saying right there? We need... Uh, we need some Twilight Zone music or something for that. My gosh, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely wild. Was the name of the movie White Noise? <laughs> Somebody texted in a while ago, White Noise. And you know what I thought? I thought you were telling me that the phone caller about the rabbit, all you heard was White Noise. <laughs> That's not what you were saying. You were telling me about the movie. White noise movie. Let me just see. That's probably what it is because two of you have said that. That is exactly right. It was it was put out last year. Here's the information about it on Wikipedia. Uh, it's a comedy uh, adapted from a novel in 1985. Yada, yada, yada. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see, it's a train wreck. I'm trying to read quickly and stuff. The airborne toxic event is what it was. Massive evacuation. 
et cetera, et cetera. And I've seen the trailer. Like I said, it's a, it's a kind of a, yeah, it's a comedy of some sort. White noise. Thank you, listeners. You people are so smart. You know all this stuff. And that's fantastic. I thought you were talking about the caller and all you heard was white noise. That's hilarious. All right. Anyway, weirdness going on in Ohio. By gosh. Joe Biden has, uh, he thinks we're all supporting the war in Ukraine. He had this to say in a recent visit to Ukraine. He was talking about it, and the flags were all waving over here. All across my country, in big cities and small towns, Ukrainian flags fly from American homes. Yes. How many Ukrainian flags have you seen waving from American homes lately? Anybody? Have you ever seen one? You ever seen one, Julie? I don't think I've ever seen a, a Ukrainian flag flying from American homes. Now, I have seen it on social media stuff. You ever seen one? No. You should never seen one. Anybody out there in the audience? I'm looking in the back. Nobody? One? No? Is that a hand? No. They're picking their nose. No. Nobody has seen a flag flying from American homes, but Joe has. has <laughs> of course, Joe's out and about. I mean, he's a man of the neighborhood. You know, you see him. He's out in your neighborhood, too, riding his bike when he can stay upright on it. And he sees the flags flying from your homes. Don't try to deny it. I've just never seen any of it. I, but Joe has. Everywhere. American homes, far and wide. From the big cities to the small towns. No, what I do see, though, is the LGBTQ rainbow flag flying from the uh, church, some of the church buildings. I do see that. Don't even get me started on that one. Good night. I got a listener here who says they've seen plenty of Let's Go Brandon flags. <laughs> Oh, that's good right there. He didn't want to mention that one, did he? Right now. Now, let's go, Brandon. All right, speaking of Brandon, did you see uh, Liam Neeson was on the, uh, the View with all the ladies on The View? Liam Neeson, of course, famous actor. His best movie ever, of course, was Schindler's List. God, he was phenomenal in that movie. If you haven't seen it, it's the best one of them. He was he's classy dude, cool, cool. He just was great. The movie's great. I mean, it's a, it's a hard movie to watch. It really is. It's all about the Holocaust. I recommend you watch it. I've seen it many, many times. We need to be educated. But anyway, he was in that deal. And we don't have you to talk about a new movie called Marlowe. And he's he he was embarrassed to even be on there. He's like, you know, it was a bunch of BS. That's what he said. He told Rolling Stone magazine. It's just all this BS. And he said it was embarrassing to even be on there. He said, I thought we'd go in there and talk about serious things. But no, all they wanted to do is act like 13-year-old girls crushing on Liam Neeson. And he couldn't believe it. He said, I was in the dressing room having a, a cup of tea, turned up the TV, and I thought, oh, this, this would be great. They're talking about gun violence in America, and I agree it's an American problem. I go on stage and join the ladies during the break, and I was congratulating them on this discussion. And then our segment starts, and he said, it's all just this BS with joy, having a crush, and now whoopee for years, and joy a little bit. I was just not impressed. <laughs> and uh, the co-host, let's see, during the show, co-host Sonny Hostin told Liam Neeson, Joy Bihar thinks that he is the hottest and the greatest ever. I'm uncomfortable in those situations, you know. Yeah. Got a listener says he told Joy to get a life. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Get a life, Joy. We're not 13 anymore. He thought it was kind of a joke. Well, hell yeah, it's a joke. It's been a joke. Why would you even go on to the, the dadgum show? I mean, I guess you want to promote your new movie. Okay, I get that. But gosh, The View, are you kidding me? Bunch of cackling. <sighs> anyway, what else we got? We got what time is? It? We got five minutes before uh, the end of this program, and Trisha Tradio coming in, going to be buying, trading, and selling, and giving away pretty soon. But I'm going to see if there's anything else we need to talk about. I know I got stuff. Let me check my other my other stuff. What do I have? I got something down here in the education world. Oh yeah, there was this kid up in Canada. I was going to play this for you, but it's too long now. He was, he was a good kid, and he was protesting in his school 
about men dressing in the girls' dressing rooms and the bathrooms. Just a high school kid protesting this. You know, he was, he was he was concerned about it. He had some female friends that were uncomfortable about the transgender boys dressing in the dressing room, right? So he went to the teacher and protested. They ignored him. He went to the principal. They ignored him. Some of the girls went to the principal. They were ignored. And so he created a protest outside the school. It's a, a Catholic student, Catholic school somewhere. You'd think the Catholics wouldn't want this up there. I don't know. But anyway, he creates this little protest and, you know, say, hey, this is not right. And the school banned him from the, uh, they, they suspended him from school. And uh, so anyway, the semester, next semester comes along. He, he goes back to school. They suspend him again, ban him from the classes, whatever, and ultimately arrested him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had the cops come out and arrest the kid, high school kid, just trying to say, hey, I think this is wrong. It's making the girls uncomfortable. I'm not trying to come against. Oh, they got him for bullying. That's what it was. Ultimately, it was all about bullying. He's bullying these transgender kids. And uh, you can't do that. You can't even, you can't protest. You can't come against the narrative that's bullying. And when does it become bullying when the, they're forcing their agenda on these, these poor girls that have to deal with this? How is that not bullying? The, the transgenders bullying the girls in the locker room. How does that not, no, does nobody see that at all? Like that's not bullying. Like we're going to force our way. You will comply. What the hell do they think bullying is? And this guy's just thinking, well, I should have a right to my freedom of opinion. You know, I think this is wrong. I don't know how this is going to all shake out, but the kid, I mean, of course, now he's making some news, which is good, bringing some attention to this deal. See how screwed up things are? I mean, it's everywhere. It's not just in the United States. That was up in Canada. Canada has lost it completely. Here's a Muslim lady who's not Muslim at all after a while. And she's not even a person of color. Muslim diversity activist has been outed as a white person by her mother. <laughs> oh, that's funny. When the mom finally comes out and says, hey, uh, the, the gig's up. We're going to expose you for being an ignorant, woke Muslim diversity activist. That's not who you are. Get your life together. It's ridiculous. Okay, let me see. We got anything else here? We got, we got a Vicky, got a meme here. Uh, I can't even read all that. And then we got some stuff coming in for Tradio. Okay. Well, it's been fun. Uh, I, I've enjoyed it a lot, but we're, we're out of time. Trisha is uh, chomping at the bitch to do some buying and trading and selling. So join her for Tradio. We'll see you again right here tomorrow for the morning brew. We'll see you.